Hey, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there'll be messages and truths from God's Word that'll be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. He said, I only believe. I only believe. Just keep on believing. Folks, about the moment you think it's too late, I want to encourage you to keep on believing. Keep on trusting. Keep on praying. Keep on humbling. It's not your place to decide when God is finished. It's our place to keep on asking and keep on trusting and keep on seeking and be reminded when it seems too late, there's still hope for your home. Keep on believing. Number three. There's hope for your home when most people think it is impossible. There's hope for your home when most people think it's impossible. There was a group of certain people who came to him and said, Your daughter's dead. The Bible says, beginning in verse number 37, And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept, and wailed greatly. So there's already folks that have come to Jairus and said she's dead. Then Jairus and Jesus get to the house, and it is tumultuous. I mean, everybody's up in arms. Everybody's crying. They've already got the professional mourners. I'll tell you something. Funeral, uh, funeral tradition and funeral uh, uh, culture is so different. Uh, how many of you have noticed some different funeral culture? Just... Moving from Knoxville to here, you notice a big difference in the funeral culture and the way people do things. And moving from Virginia to here and Virginia to Knoxville, there's people do things different regarding funerals. And this was a common practice at this time, how they dealt with funerals and dealt with the dead. They would actually hire people who would come to your house and they would weep and wail and mourn. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'd be like, get out of the house. I don't want anything to do with that. It reminded me of a funny story. I need to just... Tell it real quick. How many of you ever remember sitting up with the dead? Any of, that, any of y'all? There's a few folks around here. Uh, it used to be a practice. Uh, can you imagine that to a guy, like, a young guy like me, that seems a little bit scary, but the practice used to be that if someone passed away, they'd actually bring the body to the home and family would sit around the family and sit up with the, with, uh, would sit up with the dead. And, uh, other practices, they'd leave the dead in the funeral home and the family would sit and stay. Well, there was a funny story that Jerry Clower told. One of the lead bedders had died. And uh, Uncle Versey left two of his sons to sit up with the dead. Uh, everybody else was too tired. He said, we ain't going to let our kinfolk stay at this funeral home dead by himself. Somebody staying with him. So two of his sons sat there with the dead. 
Well, the longer they sat there, the more bored they got. Just so happened there was a pool hall across the across the way, and they thought, man, wouldn't it be fun to go play some pool? And they said, if Daddy finds out we left our cousin here by himself, he'd kill us. So they come up with a great idea. They winched him up out of the casket, put one arm around one shoulder, the other got on the other side and put the other arm on his shoulder, and they took their cousin in his suit of clothes, over the pool hall and leaned him up on a in the corner in a bench. Well, as it happens in pool halls, a couple guys got a little upset and a fight broke out. And somebody hit their cousin just square. Knocked him out on the floor. He laid there dead. <laughs> the guy that hit him realizes that I done killed this man. The police come and begin their interviews and the guy that hit him, the dead man, he said, officer, I swear to you, he hit me first. (laughs) It was (laughs) self-defense. All right, Cody, get back on track. It's an odd funeral practice that led to that crazy story. It's an odd funeral practice, but it was a funeral practice just the same. And a group of folks had come to the home of Jairus' daughter while Jairus had been out fetching Jesus. And they're out there wailing and crying. And no doubt the mother of Jairus is over the dead, cold body of their daughter, 12 years old. And Jairus, you can't help but see him as he walks into the house with all the noise and All the crying, his own heart full of grief. There's such a finality to death. And everybody around said it's too late. Their tears proved it. Their words proved it. Why do you trouble the master? We've already hired the mourners. We're preparing for a funeral. We'll have her buried before too long. And when everybody thought it was too late and they were too far gone, I want you to know something. There was hope for this home. Jesus came on the scene and Jesus performed a miracle and Jesus saved a life and rescued that home. I was just thinking this morning about people who honestly, if I just had a conversation with you a few years ago, and you said, do you think there's any hope for him? I said, no. I'm thinking of a young man. He did, some, he did some time in jail, got saved in prison. He had a major drug problem. But I know for a fact, I know where he is this morning. He's at Chilhowee Baptist Church. He's faithfully preaching the gospel, working with young people. He's mightily used of God. Jesus changed his life. You see, everybody thought, no hope for him. I'll tell you something, they were wrong. And when you think it's too late, there's still hope for your home. I can think of another man. He got messed up bad on meth, began to make it, blew up the end of a motel, went to prison for 10 years. If anybody asked, do you think there's any hope? No. I'll tell you something glorious. After 10 years in prison, he got his wife back. 
He got his children back. He's got a reputation and a testimony of a man that pleases God. Don't you tell God it's too late. I got a family member. When I first met him, one of Ruth's family, if you'd asked me, is there any hope for him? I said, no. He's messed up. To God be the glory. God rescued him. He's a father, a husband, faithful worker. And there's more. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And you may have your own story to tell. And I just want to remind you today, if it's your daughter, your son, that you're looking at the situation and already folks are mourning around you. By the way, don't be a professional mourner. Christian people shouldn't be professional mourners. I'm afraid we've got people who call themselves Christian who are professional mourners. They are perfect at finding whatever's the worst about any situation and whining about it. Stop it. It's terrible. Don't be that kind of Christian. When everybody thought it was too late, Jesus says, hey, there's hope for your home. There's hope for that child. There's hope for that marriage. There's hope. How can you say that, preacher? Not hoping me. I'm just a towhead. But there's a lot of hope in Christ. And Jesus is faithful. The whole crowd, they laughed him to scorn. You know what Jesus did? Healed that girl. You see, when most people think it's impossible, there's hope. Let's bring it to a conclusion. The Bible says in verse 40, they laughed him to scorn. Now that's the idea and the mentality of the world. Don't be one of those. They laughed him to scorn, but here's a beautiful word, but. He says, in contrast, but when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother and the damsel and them that were with him and entereth in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said in her, Talitha kumai. That word Talitha is little girl. I was thinking that might make a good good little girl's name if you're, if you're looking for one. Talitha. I knew a Talisha one time, but I don't think I've ever known a Talitha. Uh, Talitha. He says, little girl, arise. Jesus comes on the scene and where the color of death had flooded this poor girl's face. As soon as he spoke, little girl, arise. The color of life blossomed again. The coolness went away. The stillness turned into a flutter of eyelashes and pretty quickly a smile. The next thing you know, she sat up. The Bible says that she arose and she walked. In verse number 42, she was over the age of 12 years. They were astonished with the great astonishment. He charged them straight that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given her to eat. He said, give this girl something to eat. She's alive. She's alive. Folks, I want you to know something. I think it's very possible in your situation 
That situation that you found yourself at the feet of Jesus, begging and praying, Jesus, come! I believe it's very possible that soon you can find yourself from the place of on your face to God, begging to the place where you're watching this child with color in her face again, life in her cheeks, walking around doing the right thing, hungry for what's right, hungry to grow, a life of promise. Folks, don't give up on Jesus. Don't give up. Keep praying. Keep trusting. Because there's hope for your home. There's hope for your home in spite of past rejection. There's hope for your home when it seems too late. There's hope for your home when most people think it is impossible. There's this song I want to share with you. Sometimes we go through trials that are so hard to bear. We lift our face toward heaven saying, God, are you really there? I've asked that same question. Yes, I've been down that road. But looking back, I now can tell you, He's always let me know. There is hope, so be strong. There is hope. God has sent me here to tell you, There is hope, and He knows just what you're going through and what the future holds. Because Jesus lives, there is hope. Put your trust in Jesus today. There's hope for your home. We put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Chihuahua Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or you can get our app on the App Store, Chihuahua Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.